Nothing is going to make your family be supportive faster than you doing it. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. I have been coaching entrepreneurs for about three years now, and a question that comes up a lot from people, especially if they're in kind of the more beginning part of their entrepreneurial journey, is what do I do if a family member is not supportive of my business? Or maybe they just come right out and tell me, like, my husband is not supportive of this business. And my response is maybe a little bit different than you might expect because I make no secret about the fact that I am a feminist and I get a little feisty when it comes to supporting women in business, supporting people in business, certainly, but especially supporting women in business. I'm a firm believer that nothing bad happens when women make more money, and I think we need to support women in business. However, I'm also not about to throw a family member or a friend under the bus if they are not immediately supportive of someone's new business venture. And that's because I think that we need to kind of meet people where they are and understand all of the reasons why this might be happening. A lot of us get our start in business by working with family and friends. Like that is what gets business off the ground for so many people. And so it can be a really difficult transition when that is no longer really happening, right? Like maybe your cute little side business, your hobby business is growing to the point where you want to quit your job or you want to invest in something. Maybe it's coaching, maybe it's a studio space, whatever that might be when there needs to be a little bit more buy-in, right? And so maybe you go to your partner because you make financial decisions together and you you say, I wanna quit my job or I wanna make this investment and they're not immediately supportive. Or maybe you're talking about quitting your job to friends and family and they're like, are, are you sure you wanna do that? Like you've got this nice 401k, you've got health insurance, are you sure? So we've gone from being at this place where our friends and family are the main people supporting our business to actually it feels like they're not supportive at all anymore. And that can be really jarring. So the first thing that you need to remember is that what got you here might not get you there. I've said this a million times on the podcast, and that's because I say it a million times to myself. (laughs) This is constantly something that I am reminding myself. What got me here might not get me there. It's amazing that you're able to start your business with the support of friends and family. It's amazing that they want to support you and hire you and pay you. Like that is incredible. And there's also going to likely come a day where that is no longer the case. Maybe you've priced yourself out of what they would pay you. Maybe the thing that you're doing is not something that they highly value to the point where they would pay those prices. All those things are normal and they're all perfectly fine. I tell my coaching clients all the time, like, I don't know if I have many, if any, family members who would pay my pricing. And that doesn't mean that I'm not really good at what I do. Even though it can be really handy when family members are willing to pay you and work with you at the beginning, 
If you really think about it, you probably want to get to a place where you're not relying on family to pay your bills. I mean, people have said since the beginning of time, it's a little bit tricky to mix family with business. Not that it can't be done, but you likely want to build something where you have your own audience, right? Where you have your own clients and customers that are separate from your family and friends. So you don't have to rely on them. You don't have to have that exchange of money for services and for value. It's a really good thing. It's a natural progression of business. Family can be a fantastic start, but it's likely not who you want to work with forever. And so if you're at this point, that's what's happening is you're reaching a point where you're needing to start uh, creating another audience, a different kind of audience. And this is a really good thing. I think a lot of the time, friends and family can get a little bit demonized in the entrepreneurial world for not being supportive. And I just want to point out a few things here because there's there's a reason why this happens. And it's the fact that, well, there there are multiple reasons. (laughs) There are multiple reasons why this happens. And one of them is the fact that you have to remember that your friends and family have seen you drunk at the bar. Like they have seen you in the, you know, crying in the cab, coming home from the bar, as Taylor Swift would say. Like, they have seen you at your worst. They have seen you uh, having fun on vacation. Like, that's what they've seen of you. They haven't necessarily seen you in a professional capacity. And so because they have often seen us at our worst, it's a little bit of like a weird juxtaposition thing that happens in our head of like, wait, this person is like a super professional human being, but like they're also crying in the cab, coming home from the bar. Like, I'm, I'm confused. This does not compute. I always compare this to when I was a kid. My dad, he was a banker his entire career. And he, my sister and I would visit him at work kind of often. Um, or he would like be working in the evenings in the, in the office. And we would hear him on the phone and we would make fun of him because he had like worker voice. Like when he was talking to a client or a customer on the phone, It was a very different voice than, you know, at home dad. It was an even more different voice than what what we have kindly started calling over the years vacation pat, which is my favorite version of my father. Like we all have different versions of ourselves and our friends and family have seen all of those different versions of ourselves. And so, of course, this is going to take a little bit of getting used to for them. I think another thing that deserves to be said here is that our friends and family love us and they want us to be safe. And safety to them is not entrepreneurship. It does not feel safe. Now, we know that nothing is really that safe. I was probably the most unsafe in my career when I was working a corporate job, making a lot of money with really great benefits. And then one day I went to work and half of my team was laid off. Like that was probably the most unsafe that I have ever been in a career. And it was in the safest quote unquote career. So like we never know what is coming around the corner, especially when you're working for somebody else. As entrepreneurs, I think a lot of the time we actually are in control of a lot of our risk. But that's also a very entrepreneurial thing to say. Because entrepreneurs are built differently. We view things differently. And if someone is coming at this from a different perspective, if they don't have that entrepreneurial gene, they're just going to look at what you're doing and think you're crazy. Like this feels like so much risk. 
What if people stop inquiring? What if people stop booking you? What if you don't book anything for a long period of time? Like, what if you stop making money? What if no one pays your prices? Like, that's what they're doing, right? And don't get me wrong. We have those moments ourselves too. Like there are moments in business where you definitely feel those feelings. But if you're meant for this, if you're made to be an entrepreneur, and if you're listening to this, then that's probably the case for you. You find that there is kind of a natural ebb and flow and things always pick back up. And if they don't pick back up, you know what to do to make them pick back up and you figure it out, right? I think that that is really key with being an entrepreneur is my, my mantra for the past couple of years has been, I am a person who figures it out. Like when everything was shutting down in COVID and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to like keep the lights on? I kept coming back to, I am a person who figures it out. There are a lot of things that have to happen between me running my business and me filing for unemployment, not being able to pay my bills. Like there are a lot of things that have to happen in between. I would get a job at Starbucks, right? I would get a job at Target. I would file for unemployment. Like I would figure it out. I would do the things and entrepreneurs figure it out. But if you don't have that inside of you, if entrepreneurship just feels terrifying and foreign and like a really big risk for a loved one to take, they're going to be terrified for you. And that doesn't make them a bad person. It makes them caring and it makes them someone who is really concerned for your best interest. But you know your best interest best, right? And so that's where you're able to stand your ground and say, no, I know that this is right or I don't know if this is right, but I want to figure it out. I want to see what happens and I'm willing to take the chance. What do Sephora, Lululemon, Tiva, and Scrub Daddy have in common? They're all brands absolutely killing it right now on social media. Their best kept secret? Personal branding. These brands aren't acting like big corporations hiding behind logos and color palettes. They're acting like people. They're utilizing influencers, user-generated content, and their own employees to turn their brands into powerful recognition tools that build their own reputation and rapport with customers, resulting in consumer relationships that keep people coming back and choosing their brand over all the rest. Personal branding is the secret sauce your business is missing to allow you to charge higher prices, improve your reputation, and become the personal brand photographer, or insert your profession here, in your area. This is a topic that I'm breaking down every single week in my email newsletter. You don't need to be an influencer to have a social media following that knows, likes, and trusts you. Whether you're a solopreneur, a big corporation, or something in between, personal branding can work for you to help grow your business. Each week, I send out tips and tricks so you can take simple action to grow your personal brand. Interested? Head to maddiepichon.com slash growyourbrand to sign up now. That's maddiepichon.com slash growyourbrand. See you in your inbox. So if you're in a position where you're really struggling because it feels like your family isn't supportive of your business, the number one thing that you can and should be doing is show, don't tell. Entrepreneurs, maybe just me, But I I think a lot of entrepreneurs, we tend to be pretty big picture, head in the clouds. We are daydreamers. We're constantly thinking of the next best thing and the next iteration of our business, the thing that we want to launch. And this is great. It's fantastic, actually. It can also kind of paralyze us from 
like moving forward and doing the thing because we're constantly daydreaming about what it might be or what could happen or all the different ways to accomplish something. Let this be the thing that moves you into action because nothing is going to make your family be supportive faster than you doing it and you essentially proving them wrong. There were so many years where I struggled with this with my husband and it's not that he wasn't supportive. Like I know that's what we're talking about on this podcast today. And I don't know if I ever would have classified him as not being supportive, but he was scared, right? Like we're talking half of our household income here. He was scared. And all I could do was show him, right? All I could do was month after month say, see, look, it's working. This is working. I told you, like I told you I would figure it out. I told you it would be okay. And it took, you know, months and eventually years of me doing that and like pushing, pushing it a little bit farther each time. Like, look, it's working. Now I want to do this. Look, it's working. I'm going to raise my prices. Look, it's working. I'm going to quit my job. Look, it's working. I'm going to invest in my business. Like it took me years of doing that to get to where we're at today, where he's completely removed from my business finances. Like that is a complete, that's, that is me. I'm in charge of that. And he just knows what the business is bringing into like our family. And that works really, really well for us. And he trusts me to handle that, to make decisions for the business, for the health of the business, um, even if they're financial decisions or whatever, like I'm making those decisions and I feel really comfortable actually at this point, not really consulting him for that unless I need the, the extra support. But it's taken us years to get here because I had to prove it. I had to show him. Not because he didn't believe in me and not because he didn't want what was best for me, but because he was scared and he didn't know what he didn't know. And now he does. So let this be the thing that moves you into action. Let this light the fire under your butt. Another thing here is don't ask for their feedback. (laughs) Now, obviously, this is going to be a little bit different depending on who the friend or family member is. If it's, you know, a situation where it's like a spouse or someone where you need to be having these conversations and you need to be getting feedback because the finances affect both of you or the decisions affect both of you, then it's a little bit different. But if you're just kind of workshopping something and you want to run it by someone, run it by someone who has done it before. Get a mentor in your business, hire a coach, um, work with somebody who has been there. There are so many, I, even just in Sioux Falls, like there are so many mentorship and leader, leadership type programs where you can talk to business owners who have kind of walked the path before you. Talk to those people about your ideas and about uh, you know what you want to do next, maybe the investments that you want to make or the changes that you want to make in your business. Talk to those people. Don't ask advice from somebody who hasn't done what you want to do because what do they have to offer the conversation? That's not to say that they're not a really lovely person. That's not to say that they are not a wonderful friend or family member, but from a business perspective, they're not thinking about this from the perspective of your business. They're thinking of it through the lens of how can I keep this person safe? How can I, you know, make sure that like this person is good, that they're not taking on too much risk. And sometimes that's not the kind of feedback that we want. Often it's not the kind of feedback that we want as a business owner. So make sure that you're asking for feedback from people who really have something to contribute to that conversation. 
In that same vein, know what conversations are safe to have with certain people and what are not. Uh, I have definitely found over the years that there are certain conversations with certain family members that are just really triggering for both them and for me. Uh, I'm really open about business, finances, and numbers, and I I love talking about money. I think more women should talk about money. But there are people in my family who, for whatever reason, that is a really triggering topic for them, and they always say things that then trigger me (laughs) and make me insecure, and that make me think, well, is is this not the right thing that I should be doing, or am I, you know, am I doing this wrong, or is this bad, or whatever? Their responses trigger me, and so I have just realized there are certain conversations that I can have with certain people, and there are conversations that I can't have with certain people. And again. That doesn't mean that the relationship is bad. It doesn't mean that the person is bad. It just means that you're aware of who the right fit is to have this conversation with. Entrepreneurship is such a wild ride because you will have months where you are making zero dollars and then you will have months where you are making like multi five figure months. And that is really hard to understand when someone hasn't experienced it or when someone is not involved in entrepreneurship. It's just like extremely difficult to wrap their head around. So it's not a bad thing to guard some of these conversations and to be aware of the places where it's safe to talk about them and then other places where maybe, you know, you you just know you're not going to feel good after that conversation and so you just skip it and talk about something different. It's taken me kind of a long time to accept this because I just felt like there are certain people in my life that I should be able to talk about everything with, right? That's a really unrealistic expectation to put on somebody. There's nothing wrong with having certain people that you can talk about the the deeper stuff with, the tougher stuff, the money, the finances, the accounting, the um, big picture decisions and strategy, like having your corner of people where you can have those conversations and then you have another group of people over here and these people are really important to you really incredible friends and family members and you can't have those conversations with them and it doesn't say anything bad about either of those groups of people it's just a thing it's just understanding where the boundaries are in certain relationships i honestly think that this conversation today is a huge reason as to why it's important, especially as your business grows, to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who have done what you want to do, right? Who are at your same level of business or a little bit ahead of you. It's really easy to kind of back yourself into a corner and feel really lonely, like feel like you are all alone in your business because you don't feel like you can talk to your friends and family that you usually go to about this kind of thing. And I've, I've been there. I experienced this um, a lot last year, actually. And I, I just felt like I was, you know, kind of ahead of a lot of stages of business where I felt like I had kind of outgrown some of the relationships that were so important to me when my business was newer but I hadn't really replaced them with anything. And so it just felt really lonely. And I've talked before on the podcast and I've been a guest on other podcasts where I've gotten together with my group of, we call ourselves teenage business owners. And that group has been so life-giving to me because it's allowed me to have these conversations that sometimes feel like first world problem type conversations, like talking about 
hiring and what to pay yourself as your profit and as your revenue grows and how to manage these like larger amounts of money and like really great problems to have, but still problems and still things that can really trip you up and um, kind of hold you back from being able to make really good, smart, strategic business decisions. To be able to be surrounded by women who are in a similar boat has been such a game changer because it's made me realize that like there are other people dealing with the same things as I am. So the more that you can do that for whatever stage of business you're in, the better. Uh, And maybe that does look like hiring a coach or working with a mentor. I know that's been a huge game changer for me to be able to, again, have a container to have these conversations in a really safe way. And that also preserves the relationships with my family and friends, like where I don't necessarily want to be talking about business with them all the time. And now I don't have to because I have other places where I can have those business conversations. So if your friends or family are not particularly supportive of what you're doing, I don't think that they're doing anything wrong. And I don't think that you're doing anything wrong either. I think that we have to have empathy for both sides in this situation. We need to understand that they love you and they want to keep you safe and you can and should prove them wrong. Let this be the thing that sparks a fire that moves you into action and moves you toward proving them wrong and showing them how amazing this business can be. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.